Morning of Medical presents Dr. G at the Heart of Healthcare. The mission of our podcast is to educate and empower, helping people see what's needed to navigate the healthcare system. In three parts, you will enjoy a story, the theme of the show, you will be educated with a teaching point, and you will be empowered with a valuable resource. Welcome to episode eight of Dr. G at the Heart of Healthcare, IDT non-core member, the essential hospice aid. Happy June, everyone. Thank you for joining me once again. Um, I'd like to highlight a few celebrations that are going on as we typically do. June is Men's Health Month. And we know that's counting down to Father's Day around the corner. Did you guys know that married men live longer? I've always told that to patients I have, but I'll put a link to an article in the show notes from the American College of Cardiologists. It's true. Give a shout out to my own dad who is newly married and has a new lease on life. Getting married, uh, well, already got married and renewing vows this weekend. So best wishes to him. June is also Alzheimer's and Brain Health Awareness Month. I'll provide some resources for you uh, from the Alzheimer's Association. And I'd like to give a shout out to my committee, uh, Brain Health and Aging Committee of the Association of Black Women Physicians. Shout out to Dr. Cosette Lyons-Jones, who leads that committee the previous past immediate past president of ABWP. We're excited about all the work she does to help in that arena. Also, a celebration that's appropriate for today, but it's not until later on this month. It's Certified Nursing Assistance Week. It's June 15th to the 21st, so you have some time to buy them some good gifts, okay? We don't want to leave them out of the celebrations, and we want to spoil them because they do essential work for uh, the healthcare system and for our patients. Um, Also, Nursing Assistance Day is June 17th. So today we're going to be discussing an essential but non-core member of the interdisciplinary team, IDT, the hospice aid. They're either CNA or CHHA by license. So let's jump in. Here at Morning Dove Medical, at the heart of healthcare with Dr. G, our mission is to educate and empower in three parts, helping listeners see what's needed to navigate the healthcare system. So the story of today the S of RC is from when I went to a home um, a couple years ago to evaluate a patient who was starting to look better um, than he did at admission. Uh, He was nonverbal and disengaged from his environment when I saw him in his home. Um, But I did the visit, let me back up for a second, so that Um, I could evaluate him just to see where things were and to talk to his primary caregiver about the goals of care uh, to see if he was going to stay on hospice or graduate and go back to his primary care doctor. That's why I was in the home for that visit. And there'll be more on that in our future episodes to help you understand when and why that happens. 
So anyway, this person allowed me to perform the exam, was dis disengaged, nonverbal. So I, I left him alone and let him rest. And then I proceeded to spend time talking to his wife about the clinical course. We sat down at her kitchen table, as we often do for our home visits. And uh, while we were sitting at the dining room table, the hospice aide arrived to provide personal care for the patient. I don't remember if it was a bed bath or a shower or a shave or, or whatever it was. Um, the home health aide arrived, the hospice aide arrived. And so can I tell you, I saw this man light up and become super animated. This person who was quote, nonverbal and disengaged, he lit up. And I say that story, tell you that story to tell you that this is why the hospice aid is the eyes and ears for the interdisciplinary team and why they're essential. Any good hospice includes them in the team meeting. Educate. So our teaching point today is going to just talk about the hospice aids and how they're essential. They're trained professionals for caregiving. They know the patient and family well, and we need their input at the interdisciplinary team meeting. I often gain insights and clarity about the patient's functional status and symptom burden. The ADLs are what they often uh, contribute in helping us, you know, understand and also understand the palliative performance scale, the PPS. So a do you know what ADLs are? ADLs are activities of daily living. Um, to help people recall what that is, I often have them think about what it takes to get to the breakfast table in the morning. Just think about that. You wake up, you open your eyes. What are the six things you have to do? Here they are. Transferring mobility. You have to get out of bed, right? You have to walk, ambulate to the bathroom. You have to know how to use the bathroom and actually provide all those cares for yourself. Um, take a shower or bath, whatever you choose, and then get dressed and then get to the breakfast table and eat it, feed yourself. Those are the ADLs and those are the things that are affected when someone's health is declining. And those are the things that we measure, you know, as a team when we, when we discuss our patients. So I want to talk about, um, you know, what the hospice aid does and, and just dig into that. NHPCO says the hospice aides and homemakers are non-core, right? For the past three weeks, we've been talking about the core IDT members, the registered nurse, social worker, and the chaplain. Although the hospice aid is not core, they are essential, I will say. And here's a quote from NHPCO. All hospice aid services must be provided by individuals who meet the personnel requirements specified in the Medicare hospice regulations for 18.76. Hospice aids must also be supervised by an RN every 14 days. I'm actually going to read some of the federal regulations uh, that start at 418.70, and I'll put a link to those in the show notes. It's the federal regulations, the condition of participation, furnishing of non-core services. The first section, which we're, we will not cover here, is PTOT and SLP, 
physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech and language pathology. Did you guys know that that's a part of hospice? It can be. Um, then the next section talks about a waiver for those services, because not every hospice agency has the resources for that. So that's why you need to select wisely. Um, so some can have a waiver for those services and also dietary counseling. So I wanna jump right to um, the hospice aid section, which is included with the homemaker services, which we will not cover today. So it says a hospice must ensure that the services described in 418.72 through 418.78 are provided directly by the hospice or under arrangements made by the hospice as specified in 418.100. These services must be provided in a manner consistent with current standards of practice. And here are some of the things they do. So hospice aid assignments and duties. Hospice aides are assigned to a specific patient by a registered nurse that is a member of the interdisciplinary group. Written patient care instructions for a hospice aide must be prepared by a registered nurse who is responsible for the supervision of a hospice aide as specified under paragraph H of the section. The hospice aide provides services that are ordered by the interdisciplinary group. That's the team that meets every week or every two weeks to talk about all of the patients. So they must be included in the plan of care, permitted to be performed under state law by each hospice aid, consistent with the hospice aid training. The duties of a hospice aid include the following, the provision of hands-on personal care, the performance of simple procedures as an excision of extension of therapy or nursing services, assistance in ambulation or exercises, assistance in administering medications that are ordinarily self-administered. Hospice aides must report changes in the patient's medical, nursing, rehabilitative, and social needs to a registered nurse as the changes relate to the plan of care and quality assessment and improvement activities. Hospice aides must also complete appropriate records in compliance with the hospice's policies and procedures. So they have notes. They are a part of the team and they are the eyes and ears for us because they often see the patient more frequently than we do. Some, some people have the frequency of three days a week or five days a week. And, you know, if they're giving, you know, a bath or shower to a patient, they are really understanding how that patient is doing. And they're also helping out the, you know, the primary caregiver. So they are super, super essential. And uh, I have to give them this episode. And it's a really good job too. If you, you enjoy patient care um, and you want to help out, it's, a, it's an excellent way for you to get involved in the healthcare system. So moving on to Empower, the valuable resource of the day is those federal regulations so that you can read them for yourself. So I thank you for joining me today at the heart of healthcare, which is hospice. Dr. G signing out. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Dr. G at the Heart of Healthcare. Please visit our website, morningdovemedical.com or one of our social media platforms to ask questions and make requests for future shows. Spread the word by sharing episodes and let's work together to make our culture hospice friendly. Our podcast can be enjoyed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Please subscribe and download. Peace.